we knew that we didn't have any other members who said he could make it. So I'm glad that you came, Lisa. Happy to help. So is this is this CPC meeting or is this um is this concom meeting? This is open space. Open space. Oh, look at that. I, yep. I see that we are now live, so I will introduce the meeting. Good evening. This is the January 29th meeting of the Open Space Committee. This open meeting of the Open Space Committee is being conducted remotely pursuant to Chapter 2 of the Acts of 2023, an act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency, signed into law March 29, 2023. All members of the Open Space Committee are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. The act allows the Open Space Committee to meet entirely remotely, so long as reasonable public access is afforded to the public, so they can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda, unless the chair notes otherwise. Members of the public who wish to view the live stream of the meeting may do so by going to Northboro Remote Meetings on YouTube. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will not feature public comment. Uh, members, when I call your name, please respond to let me know you're here. Dan Clark. Here. Paul Tagliferra. Here. Brian Belfer. Here. Uh, Lisa Maselli. Here. John Campbell, I am here. We have five members. That is a quorum. Uh, also welcome Vinny Vignali of town staff. Vinny? Yes, here. Thank you very much, and thank you for hosting. And uh, welcome Lisa as our select board representative, your first time meeting with us yes thanks yes. for coming yeah, thank you appreciate it all right so we have um well some of us have limited time tonight so we're going to try to get our business wrapped up uh within an hour or less um our first item is the consideration of minutes from december 20. we had a meeting on a wednesday night and i'd like to know if anybody has any comments or amendments to the minutes and otherwise a motion to approve? I move to approve the minutes. <clears throat> second. Brian. Motion by Brian, approved by Dan. Any discussion? Hearing none, I'll call a roll call vote for approval of the minutes. Dan Clark? Uh, yes, I didn't second it actually. It wasn't me. Yeah. I seconded uh, it, Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. Anyway, yes. Dan Clark votes yes. Yep. Uh, Paul E. Uh, yes. Were you at the meeting? Okay. I was, yeah. Um, Brian? Yes. John, yes. And Lisa, you weren't there, so. Nope, I'll abstain. Very good. Four to O approved on the minutes. Thank you very much. Got that out of the way. Okay, so our major piece of business tonight is discussing the potential town acquisition of 432 Whitney Street property. And to bring everybody up to speed, uh, the select board met last, uh, what day was that? Was that a Monday? Was that a- That was a yeah, Monday. Last Monday. And um, ultimately approved for the town to move forward with the purchase. 
Um, there was quite a bit of discussion that night. Very good citizen input. For the most part, I heard support, um, although uh, a few questions about exactly how to go about it. Um, since that time, a CPA application has been formally submitted by the town planning department through Lori Connors. That's been noted and received by the Community Preservation Committee, at least via email. The CPC meets on Thursday at 7. That meeting is in person, either at the select board room or conference room B, by the way. And uh, they will be considering the application, which although it came late in the CPC cycle, uh, they will discuss it. Um, where it comes into play with the Open Space Committee is what sources of funds will be used. And this has been discussed a bit with our uh, Community Preservation Coalition contact, Stuart Saginaw. He's the executive director uh, and often guides uh, local CPCs on how to go about formatting warrant articles and how to, how to uh, approach different projects. He's given some guidance on this one in particular for several reasons. Number one, simply put, if we're buying property with CPA money, the property value needs to be verified and the CPA amount purchased must, uh, must not exceed its value. So to do so, we have to get an independent assessment and that may take time. I'm not certain as we sit if, if we're going to pursue that uh, prior to um, potentially bringing this to town meeting if the CPC were to agree. Um, there's another mechanism by which the CPA funds could be used and that would be to borrow against future CPA revenue. And by doing so, you commit that you're buying the land for open space preservation purposes and or for other purposes, but you don't actually have to make the determination of the value and the portion of the land that is to be conserved until you go to uh, vote to spend the money against the bonds. Simply put, that might be the next town meeting a year from now. Um, so there's some benefits to that, given that the proposal in the application is that a small portion of the land be kept aside for the potential to build affordable housing. A small development of four to eight units is what is stated in the application. I can't imagine that would be more than two or three acres, probably the land closer to the road, uh, but the remaining acres and linkage to the other conservation areas that was a benefit for us recommending it could still be maintained. But again, that hasn't been worked out. Uh, in the CPA funds currently, we have the conservation fund monies that were placed there by uh, open space meeting, uh, open space committee applications that were approved at town meeting. And there's currently $664,000 in the conservation fund for the purpose of open space acquisition and conservation. We also have uh, over 1 million, about 1,060,000 of unreserved funds in CPA. Those funds can be used for any of the core areas of CPA and have yet to be designated toward it. Um, we submitted an application 
through the CPC earlier and CPC approved to bring it to town meeting, that application asked for 350,000 additional funds to be placed to the conservation fund. To approve it, the CPC uh, authorized it or recommended using uh, roughly 130,000 of the unreserved funds and the remainder to come from new revenue. The other new revenue that was available was committed to other projects by the CPC at its January 4th meeting. So what I'm getting at is there may be a discussion at the CPC about which group of funds is used. And there might be a discussion that regards uh, whether the Open Space Committee, whether that application could be either modified or contributed toward this application instead. For instance, what if we, uh, what if the CPA, excuse me, the CPC wanted to utilize all of the conservation fund monies that are CPA uh, authorized, the 664, and then also use uh, new revenue, uh, excuse me, unreserved fund revenues that technically could cover the cost of this acquisition. Um, in the end, if that happened, there'd be around 200,000 left over and that would probably remain in the unreserved fund to be considered in a future year. Um, and we could in a future year look to restore more to the conservation fund. That's one approach. Uh, another approach that the CPC may discuss is leaving the conservation funds as they are until the portion of the land that would be uh, open space versus a possible affordable housing portion is determined and the value is assessed on the open space land. That might take more time than we have before town meeting. We could use a portion of the unreserved funds and some borrowing to bring that to town meeting that way. So it's a little complicated. Um, don't really have a clear consensus on what makes sense for the town. I think there'll be some input from town staff, maybe uh, the town account, uh, town fin finance director about what approach would be easiest to go to town meeting with, given the, uh, the short time frame. So I just sort of wanted to update everybody on, on what had been discussed around that potential. And then I wanted to open it to members about, um, you know, comments on what I just said, uh, feelings about the conservation fund. Um, Dan, you represent the uh, uh, CONCOM, which uh, ultimately would have to sign off on using the funds for this as well. So I wanted to open up at this point for any uh, comments or questions on what I presented so far. Lisa, if you want to speak, it's a very informal meeting, so <laughs> just jump right in. I was looking like, where's, where's kind of my wave. hand up you know, here, you can, right? <laughs> you can just sort of blurt out. Um, okay. I, um, I of course, am in support of, of doing this. I think the, the piece of land that we're looking at is, you know, it's good conservation land for that, for the, you know, the views that Lori talked about in the hill and um, its connection to uh, some of the other areas. Um, it's a shame we have to 
go about doing what we're doing. But um, is that is the unreserved fund been been collecting um, a lot of money in the past few years and hasn't been used, or just can we replenish that in a short amount of time if it is used up? Well, what happens is that uh, any new revenue that is uncommitted to a project will go into the unreserved fund automatically. Mm -hmm. And also in a given year and several times in the last few years, the state legislature has approved a bonus round of income. Mm -hmm. and, and usually that happens either during or after the CPA, CPC committee cycle. So those extra funds have come into the town, but just put in the unreserved fund. And then specifically the last couple of years, two years ago, there was a major application to add affordable housing at the Village Drive complex. Round numbers, it was going to be about $800,000. And the CPC approved bringing that to town meeting. But in the period from the CPC's hearing to uh, prior to town meeting, uh, the state support for the project from the housing authority was rescinded for some reason uh, after telling them that they had every, all their ducks in a row. Then they told them they didn't. So in the end, the project failed. And as a result, we had that amount that had been uncommitted to a project. So mm -hmm. that was a big reason why the balance grew in the unreserved fund. Okay. La uh, last year in the CPC, there was a consensus to um, be a little conservative in the projects that were approved. We did not have that many large projects anyway. And uh, we, we passed on a couple so that the unreserved fund, uh, the, you know, the, the savings account, if you will, could be as large as possible because we anticipated the possibility that an application would come forth regarding White Cliffs. Mm. And of course there was a project for White Cliffs that would have required uh, CPA money, but that fell through as well, as you know. Mm -hmm. So here we are in, in this current cycle and we have a, this larger than normal balance in the unreserved fund. The other columns of CPA uh, in the historical reserve, there is zero. In the open space reserve, there is zero. But in fact, we've been um, putting open space requests into the conservation fund and the town has voted to approve that each time. So we have, we actually do have open space reserves in the conservation fund. In the affordable housing reserve, there's about 280,000 that was put there by a couple of prior town meetings. And um, the open, the uh, affordable housing advocates, specifically the NAHC have asked that that be maintained there for the potential projects that they are working on in the short term, such as another property at Boundary Street uh, and so on. So that's where we are in the, in the uh, in, where some CPC information. Okay. Did, that, did that answer your question? Um, yes, especially the 800,000. Um, so say we, were to, say we were to use all of this now uh, for this project, how long would it take to bring the, the amount back? Um, a couple of years? I mean, is there enough with the tax dollars that's collected and what the state gives us or would it well, take? Yeah. I mean, uh, th the fortunate thing is that we are bringing in 
if this year's expected revenue, basically FY25's expected CPA revenue to the town is over $800,000, I expect that it probably won't go down. This is a percentage of property values in the town, mm -hmm. and it's generally gone slightly up each year. And then the state match, uh, that's a wild card because it's it's gone up and down. There's been some bonus round matches, but it's not expected to get a bonus match this year. And the state match is on the lower side, I think around 25%. But nonetheless, every time the state match comes in, that money gets added. And it, in essence, it goes into the unreserved fund until the next cycle of CPC when they consider whether it's needed for a project or not. So um, in round numbers, by a year from now, there'll be probably another million dollars of CPA revenue available for saving or projects, uh, with the exception that we, we we know that we'll have another bond payment on the White Cliffs purchase. We're in like the last three of that. Okay. But uh, be, uh, other than that, you'll have the minimum obligations of 10% through affordable housing, open space, and historic. And even if there was no project asking for them, those amounts would be put into the, their um, respective fund balances, not left in the unreserved fund balance. Okay. But um, I, I, I say it's fortunate because I, to me, uh, and having worked with the CPC for its entire history of Northboro, um, uh, I see that we're getting consistent revenue and it really gives the town a lot of options. So although we know that there'll be other needs coming and White Cliffs being one of them someday, mm -hmm. uh, we, we have resources coming in each year and we always have the mechanism within the legislature of CP CPA to borrow against future revenue. So that gives us a window for something else big that might come along. Okay. Well, that, that's good. I mean, I think when people are looking at, you know, spending the money for the product, that knowing that it's not going to be, you know, a devastation down the road helps to um, maybe align some more people that feel this is a worthwhile expense. Yeah, I agree. So, and it'll, it'll be important. Uh, should it come to town meeting, it would be important to note again that this is the CPA tax surcharge revenue does not affect the town's budget in any other way, does not raise your taxes in any other way. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, we're using the reserves or we're using the resource that we really already have there. And, and it's a, it's a good reason to use it. Yeah, no, I think that's great. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. A um, couple thoughts, uh, John. So um, I think, you know, one of the main reasons we kept building up this conservation fund was to be prepared for when something came along. And um, certainly hard to predict what uh, there may be for future land acquisition opportunities, but we know this one is a reality. It's right here in front of us. So I, I think we sort of commit to what we've been saving up for and put in either all or a significant amount of our conservation fund for this project. Um, and hopefully in the future, the the CPC would, you know, look favorably on 
our future uh, request to try and build that fund back up. But um, I think this is sort of the reason why we have the money. Good ac acquisition opportunity comes up and we can contribute what we can to it. Thank you. I agree with you. And um, <clears throat> in just speaking personally, there's something to be said for using the conservation fund, as you just said, which we've been saving up into, and then figuring out the remainder of the purchase from be it CP, uh, CPC's unreserved funds or some other mechanism. But, um, you know, it's sort of like town meeting has voted to put that in there. And now we're utilizing it, which is exactly the strategy that yep. we asked the town to vote for. Um, right. So uh, I, I need, uh, we all need a little more information and the, the CPC in particular about if we, if we do that, well, the one thing I know again, from discussion with the, uh, the coalition, the community preservation coalition is that should we want to use those funds, then we need to, to find a way to map and do an assessment on at least a portion of the property that would match that value. And so we have to figure out a way to get that done uh, before this town meeting. And uh, really we only have a little bit of time after that. I think um, an extension was granted on the time window for the town to commit to buy it which goes past town meeting. So that's good. But uh, I think we're all assuming that this will come to, to town meeting in some form. And don't we have to also put a restriction on the land once it's purchased? Yes. Uh, in fact, any real property, which is usually land or building that's acquired with CPA needs to have a, a permanent restriction. And so in, uh, in past years, uh, Lisa, because you're new to this committee, any other properties we've purchased, uh, we've found a partner for a formal conservation restriction. Uh, Sudbury Valley Trustees has been that partner in the past. Um, other organizations have, have been that partner because the, the town doesn't want to hold that restriction as far as being the uh, quote unquote overseer of it. But um, you know, we, we've been able to do that. So all of our CPA acquired properties have some permanent restriction on them. And is there an extra cost to that as well? Uh, there is um, typically some documentation, legal stuff that we have used the CPA administration fund for because it, it is a um, an approved use a proper use of the administration, the administrative fund, mm -hmm. since it speaks directly to the, the business of the committee and, and the execution of a project that was using CPA. Okay. To loop back a touch to what Dan was saying, I and mean, it does seem like this is the reason we've been, you know, saving all of this money. And I think if we're looking at, you know, the other potential purchases that might come up there's nothing even on our long list for like outreach and whatnot i don't know if there's anything super viable right now and even the ones on that list that look enticing probably could be pushed a year um i just want i don't like i don't see that we're competing with anything else sort of on our immediate 
list. Oh, you're right. And one thing that just popped into my mind when you were saying that is, <clears throat> uh, should this go through, um, the town sees another example that the Open Space Committee and the town are active in acquiring and preserving open space. So any property owner out there uh, can be reassured once again that you know, we're, we, we're for real. Yeah, we, we we do these things. I mean, the last yeah. the last one of any magnitude was uh, was the Shunderland that we now call the Green Street Meadow or whatever its name is. But uh, uh, many of the others have been somewhat smaller, but nonetheless, um, we have consistency with this. So I agree with you. I think that's that's the usual the the drawback, and that's what we heard a little bit at the uh, meeting on Monday night. Uh, the few people that felt it was you know spending tax dollars and not understanding that that no, there's different benefits that we can we can um, tap to to be able to make this happen without hurting the the tax room. Yeah, I almost spoke up. I was on that call and then I was oh, waiting. My hand was raised and then John mm -hmm. spoke up. But I actually had sort of wanted to respond to one of the other citizens on that call that it's actually a good thing that the town is doing stuff. Like sitting on all of our money and never doing anything is not particularly progressive. And someone was pointing out that we have all these great, pro all these high dollar projects lined up. And I actually think that that's a reasonably positive thing that we're actually mm -hmm. moving forward with things. Yeah. I agree. Not yeah, that it would bankrupt us, but it's nice to see <laughs> things actually happen. Yeah, yeah. And I hope I, you know, hope I wasn't overly verbose uh, calling into that meeting. But the point was that the the benefit to the CPA in Northborough is really that we have this extra pot of money, extra resource. We can't use CPA for everything. We're not going to be able to use CPA for um, all the uh, plans we might have for downtown revitalization or for mm -hmm. renovating uh, uh, a building for town hall and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So where we do have uh, a purpose to use it for, just as you say, Brian, um, let's put it to use. So do you need to do a vote tonight or are you just talking about it? Um, well, let me get back to the, maybe we should vote, but the, the question would be, should the discussion come up before the CPC about either amending the application already approved? Somewhere we need to come up with a larger pot of money than the conservation fund has. Um, the CPC approved adding 350000 more dollars to that. Some of it needed to, because of the math, some came from new revenue, some came from the unreserved fund. And so it's really just moving the numbers around. But if the discussion is something like, rather than uh, the CPA application, the open space application, excuse me, for 315 more to the conservation fund, um, you know, would the open space committee agree? Instead, we'll amend our resources toward this new application to purchase 432 Whitney Street. Once again, it's just a matter of moving the dollars to and from. I, I think if the conservation fund monies are used this year, rather than the other mechanism I was mentioning, and, and the reason we would do that only is for the time flexibility to go through the, the valuing and assessments, um, I think, 
but um, if the discussion came up around uh, amending or rescinding our first application in favor of using the resources for the second one, uh, do members have any problem with that or any input? So I put that to all of you right now. Sounds fine to me. Yeah, can't see any reason why we yeah. wouldn't amend that. I agree with you since I'm I'm a new person here today, but I have been watching a little bit for what's going on. So I'd be in favor of that. Fair yeah. enough. I, so, you know, I'm he Good. Thank you, Paul. I'm hearing a consensus. I don't really think we need to to vote, um, but uh, I'll, that will allow, since I represent open space on the CPC, that will allow me to speak uh, positively to that. And um, we'll see, uh, hopefully get a little more information and maybe we'll have either uh, some guidance from town staff or members of town staff present on Thursday night and we can sort of figure out uh, how we were to to um, put the funds together, what the best approach is, and then you know make that into the potential uh, approval of the of the application. Because right now the application does not state where the money comes from; only that it looks for CPA to cover the entire amount. And um, by the way, the Open Space Committee is listed as the sponsor of it, which I don't think we have any problem with. Um, yeah, when I but, talked to, excuse me, John, when I talked to Laurie, she said that she needs a letter to include in the package. So if we can get a vote tonight to, and I'll, uh, that we, that, that you, the open space committee, uh, is, uh, wants to sponsor this item for the acquisition of 432 Whitney. Well, fair enough. Well, so that makes sense. Um, and I, I will just note that, um, I sent around to everybody the what I think was the updated document. It's dated January 24. It's the official application that she put in. Um, it, but it, the, the application does, in fact, state that it's for open space and for housing. And uh, Lori's application describes that the goal would be to carve out a small portion for a small-scale affordable housing development. Um, again, this does not have a lot of definition other than that scope, um, but uh, it allows us to use CPA for both. And at some point, then the, the portion that goes to housing would be broken off and that would be noted. And then, um, you know, the remainder would be open space. So I support that. Um, I, I think we need to do more for affordable housing in the town. And uh, carving out an area where we know that something could be developed, it might be years from now, but at least it would be designated for that. Um, but I just wanted members to be sure that that's in the application. Is there any comment on that? Any? Yeah, I, I'd like to ask, and Vinny might know the answer to this too, in that that land has been difficult to develop because of the wetlands and because of the the road, Vinny was telling me that just trying to get a vehicle down to build the um, original request for a um, uh, warehouse down there would be difficult to get um, get the equipment and to build it. So that 
if that were the case and they weren't actually able to build because of the constraints down there, how would that change the um, application? Yeah, the idea there is that the warehouse and the farm building that was proposed was in the uh, the southern end of the lot with the frontage on the northern end. And there is some fill that is up at uh, Whitney Street in that area that's uh, naturally higher than the wetlands. So the environmental restrictions are mostly in the middle of the lot. And they were uh, proposing to go and build a road back uh, and down through to the southern buildable portion, which is the bigger portion um, of the lot for development. But if uh, we're discussing a small residential development, it could be, um, I think it would be able to be squeezed into the area that's right up near uh, Whitney Street so that you wouldn't have to have, or wouldn't have to deal with the restrictions. You'd still have to file with the Conservation Commission, but you wouldn't have all the restrictions of wetland fillings that would be appropriate or would be associated with a, um, a significant access road going out into the back. Okay, so it'd be, it's pretty much you'd, you'd uh, maybe access it off of Whitney? Oh, yes, it would definitely, yeah. the only access is off of Whitney and it would be okay. close to Whitney as opposed to accessing off Whitney and going a thousand feet to the back of the lot. And that's mm -hmm. what was originally proposed. So that thousand foot stretch was where the problem was around 400 feet back. Mm -hmm. So if they do the work in the front part of the lot, they should be able to get uh, some housing in there, maybe oversize the parking lot to have the uh, uh, the parking for any trailhead that the trails committee would want to use. Mm -hmm. And and then have the trails lead out of the affordable housing parking area. Okay. Okay. But to let people know there's a lot of options down there too. Paul? So John, I guess just, just a question, like how does that process work then? Is that like, you know, we're, we're, we're saying that we will sell it to a private developer to develop the, the multifamily unit and that's sort of part of the agreement there? Just I from like a high level, like is, is the process is, you know, we put in our application that we will try to have a small multifamily in the front portion of the property. Like how does that process play out? I think at this point, the process only is to state that housing is a, um, is a category in the application as well as open space. And um, again, with limited time, there's not a designation as to what portion of the land that is. So it's a little tricky. I, I, I'm not sure if the town is going to attempt to do so before town meeting, um, but um, the application does not infer who would develop it, only that by acquiring part of the land with CPA money, it would be designated for that use until such time as you, know, you could make a decision to take it away from that use and you'd have to basically pay back the, the CPA, you know, the CPC. But um, Right now, the, the application only would designate that it's going to be used for that use. Then um, the presumed partners, should there be a, a building project proposed, would be the Northboro Affordable Housing Corporation mm -hmm. and possibly uh, Habitat for Humanity or the Housing Authority in combination with those organizations, um, much like we've done with the limited projects already produced in town, um, you know, and, and 
much like the housing authority has proposed before. So uh, as far as who would develop it after that, you know, which people would actually do the building that, that would be managed by those groups. Okay. Thanks. And I think it's, a you know, a, a, when it moves forward, if it moves forward in this way and it comes to town meeting, I, I think, and I think Laurie knows that we need to have a little more description of what it might be just to make sure that there's no misunderstanding that uh, the, the town, let's just say hypothetically, someone thinks, well, what are you going to do down the road? Are you going to decide to just build out all this big development of housing? And we'd be able to say, no, 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 there's the vast majority, you know, 21 out of 23 acres is to is to be permanently conserved and is permanently conserved. So this would only be a small building. And, you know, we'll have to be able to answer those questions mm -hmm. if they came up hypothetically, if you understand me. Yes, I agree. Yes, definitely. So, John, I guess, I don't know if it's possible. I, I would feel more comfortable if the application or at some somewhere it's stated that the the potential development would be constrained to that area right along Whitney Street. I, I guess my concern is that if you commit to affordable housing and somehow that portion of the lot's unbuildable, now all of a sudden you see the affordable housing moving south into that conservation area, and then essentially you've lost the value of the conservation area at that point. So if if it's contained to abutting Whitney Street, I don't have a problem with it. But if the language is so loose that it could end up anywhere, I guess I would have an issue with that. No, I tend to concur with you. I think that we we need, and I <clears throat> I think this discussion will play out at the CPC meeting too. I think there needs to be some definition and it just might mean enough time to, to, um, to assess the property. And I, uh, at the time of this meeting, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't think many of those either. I think that uh, Lori Connors is, is uh, aware that we probably need to work on that part of it because I share your concern. And I think that should be the position of this committee. You're right. Maybe we could craft but, language like that in our letter. I, mean, I think it would want to read something like, you know, we're, we're in support of, you know, reserving approximately four acres somewhere within the, you know, the northern corner of the parcel for affordable housing as feasible. So long as it doesn't impact the conservation value and the co connectivity value of the property. Right. I think four acres might be big. I would, I would That was pulling that out of the sky. I'm not actually sure how much acreage affordable yeah. housing would want as like a minimum size. Yeah. Right. I think, I think, I think Laurie, Laurie would probably go through and look at the zoning and see what we need. Um, I think we'd probably be okay with two, but the idea of having some number, that sounds fine. I can talk to her tomorrow mm -hmm. and I can draft something tomorrow and send it to the um, either the whole board or the whole committee or or just the chair for the support letter for sponsorship because that's really all we're at now we're not 
designing it or we're not doing the survey or the appraisals that are going to be required. We're just at the first step and that's just getting it up so that it's being considered for acquisition. Why don't we say that um, as that what we need to vote on is agreement on a letter of support that would support the application as written, but that uh, provided that the portion that is assigned to affordable housing would be near the road and small enough so as not to impact the conservation value and the connectivity opportunity to other lands that was part of the benefit for agreeing to the purchase in the first place. And maybe putting a two, two um, acre limit, greater, not, nothing greater than. Yeah, I don't know about putting a number on it right at this moment because I just, I just don't know what that number should be. Maybe one acre is enough. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think right. so too. But okay. maybe that maybe you can work around that particular part of it. But uh, ex expressing the concern for maintaining the conservation value. Yep. So moved. Was that your? Uh... <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. exactly what I was hoping to hear. <laughs> so uh, moved by Dan. I second it. Second by Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. And any more discussion? Hearing none, I'll call for a roll call vote for support of the letter or for the letter of support. Dan? Yes. Brian? Yes. Paul? Yes. Lisa? Yes. And John? We are approved. And we'll leave it to Vinny to draft it. Are you okay with that, Vinny? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Vinny, if there's any opportunity to wander around that parcel, I'd love to uh, get on that expedition team. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He's been pretty good. The owner's been really good about letting me, giving me access to go out there. So it's it's an interesting parcel. I think you'll appreciate it. And there's a lot of hiking and trails opportunities. One other note to mention, um, part of what uh, Lori is bringing to the CPC is a request for administrative funds for soil testing. And I assume the scope of that is to make sure there's no contaminants. Um, got sharpened here that DPW director is uh, coordinating that uh, and, and has brought forth the, the quote for those services. But I, I don't know if part of that is to do a general overview of where you might build on it. Um, and then what, what I want to ask Lori as soon as possible is whether he and town staff and you, Vinny, believe uh, we could attempt to get a, an assessment done. Uh, which would be uh, required if we move forward with what this committee thought we would do. Use the conservation fund money, um, even if, uh, you know, even if the proportion of acreage is, is not fully defined, at least 
carving out what we think it would be and then trying to do an assessment between the two parcels. And I don't know how exactly that would get done. Um, you know, uh, assessors work on giving you the highest and best use of a particular piece of land, but I, I, I'm not sure, you know, how, how would we get done? So we, we'd need to be talking with a, with a professional to see what they think about approaching it that way. Is there yeah, a town Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, that sounds like what uh, Laurie was talking about, getting an appraisal and then having a survey. Once we figure out what, uh, once the town decides how they want to move forward, then you would survey out the the document or survey out the property so that you can divide it up. And that would then go to the planning board for the approval through the ANR process and conservation. If there is a site plan that's uh, that requires work within 100 feet of the wetlands. So, and also, I don't know if there's a sewer out there, whether those are out on septic, but I think it's septic because of the railroad tracks and you, the soil testing that would be done for the 21E assessment might be easily expanded to do a couple of perk and deep holes for uh, a soil septic assessment. But if Scott's paying attention to that, he knows what he's doing. We should be all set with getting the work done that's needed. <clears throat> I think the part that relates to this committee is whether we can get an assessment for that portion that we know is going to be preserved for open space. And we don't need any zoning changes to do that because we will have bought it and designated it for that purpose, just like any other properties that we've done. But um, the rest of it gets a little complicated. Well, especially if there's like 20, 20, 2005, I guess there was a lot of fill brought in that caused some problems. So they're gonna to have to, I don't know where on the site it was brought in, but um, that that's probably one of the reasons for the soil testing, even before you can offer the, you know, finish the PNS, which I would have put it in with the PNS as part of the um, PNS, but I don't know if that's how they're gonna handle it. Well, I remember hearing the town council on the uh, select board meeting commenting that you know, should it get to that step, then the PNS would be edited to suit the, the town of Northboro. Mm. Yeah, as it should be anyway. So there are some interesting things there. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, I think it's a great opportunity for open space and the trails and all the, the things that Vinny has seen when he's been out there. Very good. So, uh, in respect to Brian's time, I know we're starting to run short. And you had another meeting starting. Um, I wanted to uh, recommend, you know, we can't, I, I don't think we make decisions on the outreach mailings. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to have some other members present. And, uh, you know, we have no particular urgency. This is obviously the most urgent thing. But I'd like to get into that at the next meeting. And, um if there's a need to meet sooner because of something with this property, we could call into the meeting. Otherwise, um, we had agreed to do an every other month cycle. And that would put us at the end of March, March 25. Uh, does that sound okay with everybody if we just make that the next meeting? Let me just double check to see if I'm not at a select board meeting. Yeah, and I know there's going to be times when that conflicts, Lisa. There's 
It's yeah. been hard for us to find other nights that don't conflict with somebody else's meeting. Yeah, I definitely have a meeting on the 25th, so. But okay. we managed to do it without me up until now, so. Well, fair enough. We, we can also entertain uh, changing up the time, uh, you know, for when you could attend, things like that in the future. Which one is good that? for me, so. So is six o'clock or seven o'clock preferred? It's up to you. I don't know. Let's let's decide that down the road a bit, uh, Vinny. Okay. That's right. We're not continuing a hearing, so it's, we don't have to be definitive. No, no. And when when we get closer to that, I mean, I don't want to assume that Lisa wants to meet at six with the open space committee and then meet for like five more hours with the select board. <laughs> You um, won't be awake, but <laughs> what do you mean? 12 o'clock the other night? <laughs> yeah, I know that really went by on. the end of that. That's hard, anyway. Uh, but um, we'll feel that out as we get closer to that. Okay, so we'll go with that as our proposed next meeting. Yep, sounds good. Okay, very good. Kind of all I had. Does anybody else have anything else to bring up? No, I was just going to ask with the letters, which I know is not a, really a priority. I don't actually know what the methodology is for. I know I drafted one and I sent it to you, but I'm not actually sure like how we're supposed to disseminate those or review them, which we don't need to answer right now. I just, it, I'm lacking in knowing what the process should be as like one of us drafts one, how we review it. Like sure. is it email, do we wait for a meeting? Like it's not, not entirely sure. So I will tell you that the, the one that you drafted and I promised to get back to you on and I procrastinated, I actually looked at it earlier tonight and uh, I, I had very few edits. So I'm going to send it back to you, but um, I think we'll just wait for the full committee. But that letter I thought was fine. And it's, you know, it's uh, a little specific to that resident. And I, I think it's great. And then as for um, the other general letters, what we did in the past was simply agree on the language. And then uh, we sent them out by mail, not email, um, to um, the full list of property owners that we felt fit the particular category, like general or, uh, I don't know, we had a couple different categories I thought that we were doing, but um, the one that you did was a, a little more particular. So that would, let's just say that could be one of the first to go out. All right. Excellent. But, uh, I got to check off. I have to, yep. I have to leave. My next meeting is starting. So no, no problem. Uh, can I get a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Second. Thank you. Uh, quickly all in favor to adjourn Dan. Yes. Brian. Yes. Paul. Yes. Lisa. Yes. And me, we are adjourned. Thank you everybody. Right. Thank, you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.